Welcome to the Hope A Thing, a podcast where we discuss how to spot and avoid job scams and other bogus business opportunities. I am Alyssa Atkins, the Training and Development Coordinator for the Native Learning Center. Today on the show, we are excited to have Katie Daffin, Assistant Director, Division of Marketing Practices for the Federal Trade Commission. Would you like to introduce yourself real quick? And welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here again. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yes, I'm an attorney and I've been working for about 13 years at the Federal Trade Commission in the part of the agency where we tackle all different kinds of fraud and scams, and especially with a lot of attention to different fraud and scams that are affecting different communities um, and what we can be doing to help. So we're so excited to be getting the word out about job scams today. Yes, and I love having you guys on here. And it is, I know last week was Small Business Week, so right. we're just keeping it strong for the month, continuing the small business. So if you're ready, my, my, I got my first question lined up. You see a lot of different scams trends at the FTC. What can you tell us about scams that target people looking for jobs? So at the FTC, you're right. We see all kinds of different things. But one of the things that never changes from year to year is that everyone needs to find a way to make extra money or to have employment, have a job. And what happens is that over time, the scammers just change their tactics but um, continue to focus on that clear need that people have to make money to get a job. And um, so that is just something that we see all the time and, and we worry about a lot. What are some common job scams that are out there? Has FTC being able to stop all of them? Um, there are so many different types of job scams. And yes, we're very active in this area, along with our law enforcement partners. Um, some of these are clearly criminal scams. And so we do work with criminal law enforcement. Um, right now, we are hearing a lot about people who are posting what look like legitimate jobs on normal job sites. And um, Unfortunately, and maybe this is because so many of us are getting used to virtual meetings and, you know, working from home and virtual offices, it makes it easier for scammers to look like a normal employer. And we've even heard that some of them go so far as to hold interviews with people to really convince them that this is a real job offer. Those scammers don't really have a job to offer. They may just be looking for people's personal information and trying to do identity theft. Or in some cases, those types of fake job listings turn into requests for money. It could be money to you know, purchase equipment for the job you just got, or it could be a fake check scam or a, a need to purchase gift cards for your new job. Um, so we're seeing a lot of different versions of that where people are either giving their personal information or turning money over when there's actually no job at all. That's absolutely terrifying, you know, especially yes. when you're trying to look for a job and next thing you know, you're being scammed, which you thought was a great job opportunity. So it's such a shame, but it is a blessing that the FTC is here to kind of intervene with issues like that. And I don't want to jump too far ahead because I know I've got a couple other questions, but I know you can report those situations as well on your website. And typically, I know depending on what you report, it gives you kind of step by step of how you should proceed and the next steps you should take. Uh, I don't know if you want to discuss that real quick, just like a little teensy bit. 
Sure, yes, I'm so glad you raised that because um, given that there are so many different types of job scams, I think it makes it especially important to sort of file that report, both because it helps mm -hmm. law enforcement, uh, not just us, but other law enforcers around the country, um, and also to try to get some of that basic information. So people can go to reportfraud.ftc.gov. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we cannot address everyone's report as a specific case. We get tens of mm -hmm. thousands of reports per week, but we do share it with all of our law enforcement partners, and we do provide information about what you might want to do next, depending on your situation, including, you know, if you're worried you gave personal information to the scammer, what should you do to try to look out for identity theft? If you actually paid a scammer, what should you do, depending on the exact type of payment mechanism that you used? So thank you very much for that plug. I do think it's really important um, when people can to file reports at reportfraud.ftc.gov. Of course, I know how important it is, especially your data system is amazing. It's incredible how extensive it truly goes. And people have access to that as well. If you didn't know, you can actually, um, I know you can look it up by zip code to see like what frauds or what scams are happening around you for your zip code exactly, which I thought was really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, people can go to ftc.gov slash data if they want to check it out. Of course, we don't have anyone's personal information mm -hmm. or personal complaint details up there, but we do kind of show the trends and we have all kinds of charts and graphs that people can manipulate and um, and look at the different issues that interest them. It helps to have the knowledge of what, like, what to know what's happening around you. So especially with how you mentioned COVID earlier, working from home is very common now. So how do we know if any offers that says I can work from home is legitimate? Yes, there are some um, pieces of advice that I think are really important. One is to do an online search before engaging with any particular offer or company. For example, you can look up the name of the company um, or the person who's hiring you but in the search engine, also put the word scam or review or complaint. And when you do a search like that, see what comes up and if other people have encountered a scam using those names. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, if you're seeing a job listing, it really makes sense to check um, if it's from a company that you've heard of. Make sure that the job listing is legitimate. Um, you can go to that company's website or call a number that you know is a, a legitimate one for that company. You know, don't use the number in the job mm -hmm. ad, um, but use a separate reliable way of making sure that the job ad is for real. Um, and then a couple other pieces of advice, don't pay for the promise of a job. We do see people out there, you know, saying that they're recruiters or that they can get you in with a particular job. But um, honest employers will never ask you to pay to get a job. And so that's a huge red flag. And then finally, it's a good idea for people to talk to someone they trust. You know, describe a job offer to them. What do they think? Um, what we see is that scammers want to make sure that people rush and that they don't talk to anyone else about what's going They're on. They're secluded away. Exactly. And they put time pressure on it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because when when people do take a moment and talk to someone they trust, it really makes a difference and helps them avoid being scammed in the first place. 
Yeah, if in doubt, always talk it through. Because just talking it out, you start to realize, like, oh, wait a minute. And that's what they don't want you to do. So definitely exactly. talk it out. And thank you for all those helpful tips. There's a couple good ones, like the slash you said, review and scams. I didn't even yes. think about doing that. So thank you for that. Oh, of course. How do these scammers contact you? How do they know what they're looking for or that you're looking for a job? So we see a a variety of different things, unfortunately. Like I said, we see scammers listing their supposed jobs on any kind of job listing you can think of, um, the normal places that people go to look for jobs. Um, we also see job scams that start off with an email or a phone call or a text. So there's really no one method that they use. They try it all. Um, one thing that we also see that I think is important to describe because it's very common and it's a bit more complicated. We see people who get a check in the mail or who get a payment, um, you know, through a, a, a payment app or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and it seems like this is money that's coming from your employer and you need to use the money, let's say, um, to buy gift cards or you need to buy equipment or you need to send some of the money on to someone else and um, and use the rest of it for your job. Um, what happens is that this check or this payment will appear in your account and you'll think, OK, this must be legitimate. The money is there. And so you'll make whatever payment is requested. But the problem is it can take a while to uncover a fake check. And so if the bank figures out several days later that it wasn't a true payment, the check will bounce and then, you know, the bank will want you to to mm -hmm. basically still be on the hook for whatever payments you made. So um, we're seeing that very frequently and want to make sure that people know um, you really can't bank on a check that even if it looks like it cleared in your bank account because it takes a while. That's very unfortunate. And even when like you check your bank account and you think, you know, even with the apps, it's so up to date, it's happening right now. It, that even, situations like that even take a couple of days before you can discover. And then by then it's kind of, a, well, how do I recover from this? And especially if exactly. you don't have a job, now you need to find a new source of income. And now you have banks to answer to. So that's a very stressful situation. But once again, thankful for the FTC, because I know you guys have like once you report, you need immediate assistance. You can kind of like email and, and call and that kind of helps get you like an answer. But I also know not to flood the system because then it just pushes you further and further because you guys get <laughs> a bunch of requests on a daily basis. And it's amazing. So when you get a job, your employer will need your personal information for payroll. But if you give your information to a scammer, what happens next? I know we kind of discussed the website, but what what else would you do? Yeah, so um, if people give their personal information out and, you know, it's like you're saying, so normal to give um, very sensitive information to someone you think is going to be your boss, your employer. Um, but if it turns out that you've done that and it was actually a scammer, um, it's important to think about the possibility of identity theft because those scammers might be using your information to um, to buy other things mm -hmm. or to take out more credit cards or or they might be selling it to other scammers who may do that in the future. 
Um, so there's a site that we help run called idtheft.gov um, that is specifically about these situations. And so what I would recommend is that people go there right away, even if they're just worried they might have given their information to a scammer. Mm -hmm. They can go there, put in um, the information about what happened to them, and it does produce a sort of step-by-step -step guide about what people should do to help protect themselves when something like that has happened. Well, that's nice. At least you get like a step-by-step -step of how to kind of go after because I know if you're like me stress is not my best aspect about myself so having steps of knowing what to do next definitely helps in stressful situations like that yeah and it's complicated because you know mm -hmm. you might need to contact the credit reporting agencies your what about your credit cards what about there's so many different things to consider so I do right. think it's it can be really helpful to go and get some expert guidance in that situation Unfortunately, it is a domino effect. Once you start getting into identity theft, like you said, even if you just kind of have a weird feeling about it, you should go on ID.gov, I think it, what you said. IDtheft.gov. IDtheft.gov and yes. definitely report it. Yes. Better to be too careful than sorry, for sure, especially in situations like this. Nowadays, it seems like many people need or want to supplement their income with a gig job like selling products to their friends or joining a delivery service. Are those scams too? So, um, you know, like you're saying, these days it's very common to see all different kinds of gig opportunities. And, and we know that um, a lot of people are um, engaged in those and maybe benefiting from them. But one thing that the FTC has been really clear about is that all of the consumer protection work that we do also applies to gig companies. So it's, um, you know, really important to say that gig workers um, are cannot be lied to about what their pay is going to be or how it's going to work with their hours. Um, and, you know, unfair contract terms are something that the FTC is really worried about, including when it comes to gig workers. Mm -hmm. So the message there is really just for people to always be on the lookout for unfair or, or you know, for deceptive practices. And if you see anything that you think is concerning, um, to please report it mm -hmm. to the FTC at reportfraud.ftc.gov. It's just really, like, unfortunate that there are scammers out there, but it's very important that everybody knows no matter if you have if you consider yourself a gig job you still have the ftc there to protect you like everyone is important and everybody matters and if you're being told you're going to be paid a certain amount you should be paid that certain amount and thankfully the ftc is there to help with situations like that well, what can we do if we think we fell for one of these scams or pay for a bogus business opportunity can i get my money back so um, a lot depends on the particular situation, but we absolutely recommend that people try to get their money back. You know, don't just give up. Um, and one of the first pieces of advice is if you paid money to someone that you think was a scammer, immediately contact the company you use to send the money. So it could be your credit card company, you know, if you bought a gift card, the gift card company, um, et cetera, et cetera, the wire transfer company, because they should know that fraud happened and, you know, you can tell them you want the transaction reversed and try to find out whether or not that's possible. And it really depends on the payment type. 
um, you know, what the protections are for people and also how mm -hmm. quickly the money moves and and is sort of out of reach. Um, but it's really worth following up right away as quickly as you can. I would also advise people to save the information about what happened mm -hmm. to them. You know, if you have emails, if you have a receipt, um, to hold on to that while you're filing your reports and following up, um, because sometimes it is possible for people to get money back. And of course, that's always the goal, uh, whether we're advising people in the moment or whether mm -hmm. we're bringing a law enforcement case years later and trying to send money back to people. I know the FTC does strive to win, especially with their cases. I've heard, I mean, there's many podcasts where we talk about the success stories. So if anybody's interested, please go back to our previous episodes. But the FTC has many success stories, proud to say. And if you, you certainly, if you want to fight for your money, the FTC will have your back. So I say don't give up. <laughs> Definitely fight for it. Agreed. Agreed. That's a great takeaway. Yes, I think that's a great note to end on. Is there anything else that you would like to discuss or how can we contact you and reach you? Um, so the FTC really wants to hear from people about what is happening in um, your community and what you see out there in the marketplace that seems unfair or seems deceptive. So um, a great way to do that is to go to reportfraud.ftc.gov and just let us know what happened. Um, we really appreciate hearing from everyone and it helps other people in the community because we're also able to get the word out about the new trends that we're seeing um, and to bring, of course, our law enforcement actions, um, which, as you said, we've been able to return billions of dollars to people over the years. Um, so, yeah, thank you for everyone's engagement with the FTC and thank you to you, Oista, and everything you're doing to get the word out. Of course, I love the FTC. I mean, I think everybody knows that. I think the FTC <laughs> is amazing. And your database is just so up to date. It's the most current and up to date database that I can even think of. And what you just said, the more people that get to report these frauds, the more up to date and accurate it is. So definitely thank you for all that you do. And I appreciate you for coming on the show. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Katie Daffin. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, thanks for listening to Hope a Thing, a Native American podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com to find information on our upcoming webinar and virtual trainings. Be sure to come back for more content. Thank you, Katie. Thanks again. Take care.